You're listening to the Moms as Entrepreneurs podcast, where moms are provided the resources and tools to excel in business and in life with your favorite Moms as Entrepreneurs, Jasmine Sims, owner of the award-winning Scrub Nail Boutique, and Tamara Lucas, the business doctor. You are listening to the Moms as Entrepreneurs on the Briefcase Radio Workshop. Standing in for Mr. Omar Muhammad, my name is Jasmine Sims. I'm the owner of the award-winning Scrub Nail Boutique in Baltimore, Maryland. And I'm Tamira Lucas, the business doctor. So we're happy to be back. And if you tuned into us on our last segment when we were here, we talked a lot about starting your business legally and the steps that you can take in order to do that. So we had a wonderful guest that came on and gave us a full workshop on how to do that. But today we want to talk about starting your business from scratch. How do you start your business from the bottom up, starting with branding your business, coming up with your name, your concept, and where to go from there. So today we have with us the wonderful Miss Tiffany Williams of Belargo PRJ, and she's going to tell us about her business and how she got started. Hey, Tiffany. Hi, guys. How are you? We are great. We are very excited to interview you today and have you on the show. So I guess you should first start out by telling everyone about you, your business, um, and what it is that you do. Sure. Well, as you mentioned, my name is Tiffany Williams. I am the owner of Belargo PRJ and Belargo Boutique. Belargo PRJ is a luxury streetwear brand that started back in 2003. Um, we, in 2003, I started honestly selling T-shirts out of the trunk of my car. Wow. And flash forward 13 years later, we now have our own boutique located at 501 South Street in Philadelphia. We're in over a dozen of other stores, um, Sneaker Villa, Shoe City, and we have been able to accomplish over a million dollars in sales. Awesome. So what what has it been like to sustain your business over 13 years? There, it's been a long, long journey. How do you get there? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was like a cut and dry, easy answer. Um, determination, definitely. With a, Being an entrepreneur, I always tell people to definitely go into a business that you truly love. Mm. If you're being, if you go into any business in general, but especially as an entrepreneur, just for money or a financial reason, it's more, it's more likely that you'll give up because there is a lot of, you know, hardships that you, you accomplish, roadblocks along the way. So for me, um, what kept me going for 13 years was the love that I had for my brand. My brain is kind of like my baby, so it's like if your child gets on your nerves, you can't, you know, give it away. Right. You still have to deal with it, so. Okay, so, you know, a lot of times people have these great visions or they have an idea of what they want to do as far as a business. They want to start a business. So for you the last 13 years, what was the first step you took, starting from scratch, from the bottom up, what was the first step you took to see your vision come to life? The first step that uh, we did, honestly, when Belargo started, it was not what it was today. It was not a street-free luxury brand. Uh, my partner and I, when we began, we were making women's clothing, strictly women's clothing. Um, and when the, I, uh, I'm glad that we didn't, I think that helped us was we were really particular about the name we picked for our brand. 
I knew um, going into the brand, I wanted a name that if tomorrow I no longer wanted Malargo to be clothing, it could be anything. Mm -hmm. So we really thought hard on the name we picked. And tell everyone what Malargo PRJ means. Fashion is life. Fashion is life. Mm, I love that. And what language is that (laughs) from? Um, Actually, uh, we made up our name. (laughs) Uh, That is our meaning for it. It's spelled phonetically French. Okay. Okay. So, so once we picked out the once we picked out the name, um, our next step was paperwork, getting our business structure. Um, structure. I see when I talk to a lot of you know up and coming um, entrepreneurs, definitely younger entrepreneurs. A lot of people I, I notice that they go into business without properly having their mm-hmm. business set up, and that is like the number one mistake. I try to tell people not to do. Um, right. And your business you is a partnership. A, yes. My, my business is a partnership, and we're um, legally structured as a corporation. Okay. So before we even went into business, um, before we even, when we first got started after the name, we decided to go into a corporation. Uh, we sat down with an attorney, told them what we were trying to do. Um, our attorney at the time was also uh, previously an accountant which was great because he could tell us, you know, for different tax purposes, sorry, different tax purposes, which way we should go into structure our business. And then myself and my partner had to come up with a partnership agreement, which is sort of like a prenup because when you have a partner, it's a marriage. So you have to think of every worst case scenario. If we get a business divorce, what happens to the company? Right. Because you need that contract of how you're going to get out of that partnership, not necessarily how you get into it. That's the easy part. Right. Correct. So we have a caller. We actually have a caller, Tiffany. So let's see. Someone wants to ask you a question. (laughs) Hi, Randy. You're on with the Maz. What's up? This is Randy B. How are you? Good. How are you? Excellent. Well, you know, I'm going to say right off, and I'm not going to be long one because I have a sports talk show on the radio. I don't want to eat up all your time. So I, I realized the value of radio. And so it's like 8.13, so I'm going to do this with, hopefully in 60 seconds. Is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> okay. First of all, uh, I started out after I worked with corporate world for 20 years. I opened up barbershops, all right? And I didn't know anything as far as, you know, a name or just what to do. So I learned from others who were more successful or just as successful as others in the business. I went to um, to Trenton Business Week, which is in Trenton, New Jersey. I learned about business cards, you know, what color, what, uh, you know, uh, what type of font. Some people, they make business cards and they have it in script, but you can't understand script. You can't mm-hmm. read script. It should be block letters and the color is very, very important. And you can have the color, uh, the color of your scheme of your your facility that you're going to have. And in the case, my case, it was the barbershops and hair salons. So uh, I learned how to uh, make business cards. And I learned to take business cards with me wherever I go. Uh, right, because it's all about networking and growing your business in that exactly. in that way. Now. Picking out a name is just as important, if not as important, as your location. Your location is should be number one. Your name is very important because it tells you who you are and what you do. And 
So we opened up, uh, I had Parker's at first, and we opened up the barbershop, and we called I went into the dictionary to find out names, and I just looked through the dictionary, looked through the dictionary, and uh, came up with Majestic Hair. That was my first shop. And then uh, I opened up another shop <laughs> after the partnership was dissolved, and what you just told the audience about having a an out clause mm-hmm. is very, very important. To get into verbal partnerships, which I don't agree upon, everything that was not written, it never happened. Right. But you must have an out uh, uh, so that you can have proper closing. So everybody has the entitlement to, to yeah. branch off and do what they want to do. So you right. have to put that in, in writing. Yeah, thank you so, for that, Randy. Thank you for confirming that, Randy. So let's yeah. talk more about that, Tiffany. Um, being in a partnership can be very difficult. You know, I'm lucky to have a partner like Tamira where we can agree to disagree and we can talk about a lot of things together. So okay. for you, how has it been with your partner? What is your strong point in the partnership? And what does your partner bring as their strength to your partnership? Me and my partner, I would say um, it's hard having a partner in any sense, but we kind of balance each other out. He is definitely more of the creative um kind of public relations, social, and I am the business. I am the brain and the business side of our business. So we balance each other where, mm, you know. Balance where is important. Lack, <laughs> yes, where I may lack, he's strong at, and where he lacks, I'm strong at. So for us, that, that you know, has been able to work for the past 13 years. I'm glad you talked about that uh, balance part in a partnership, Tiffany, because it's really, you know, important that when you are getting into a partnership that you do find um, people that can will find a person or people if you're getting into, you know, depending on how big the partnerships are, that balance out the different qualities that you may not have. So there are some things that, you know, Jasmine can do very well that I may not be good at, but there are definitely things that I can do that, you know, she may not be good at. Um, but we we um, received your wonderful bio, right? And I yeah. I can't wait until you talk about this. Um, you have a lot of people that are, you know, wearing your brand. And, you know, building that brand and getting it out there is so hard when people are starting businesses. And especially in the fashion business, as a business consultant, I get a lot of individuals that um, are interested in starting a business fashion business um and they have these dreams of getting all of these celebrities to wear their clothing can you kind of touch on what that process was like and how did you get some you know get others to respect your brand the way that you respect your brand honestly uh, every it's it's surreal of how many people we have been able to have that we've had in the brand and have been able to get in the brand and a lot of which kind of is not in a case that we even directly seek or sort out to get these people in the brand. Um, when we started again 13 years ago, we were on the beginning of social media. So mm-hmm. back then you had uh, MySpace, <laughs> if anybody even remembers what that is, and Facebook was just familiar. Oh, there yes. There was no Instagram. Yes. Um, so, you know, it was a lot of who, who, you, who you know to get stuff on people. Now, my partner... Celine, he spent about three years out in L.A. Um, where a friend of his is a stylist. 
So in that time in L.A., he did get to meet a lot of people uh, and made a lot of great relationships, which, mm-hmm. which that helped us. Um, in Philly, the brand just took off. It came, it became, you know, something that's kind of like a staple of Philly um, amongst, you know, different popular people mm-hmm. and different local celebrities. And so one in particular, uh, Meek Mills, who has definitely been a huge supporter of our brand, He's been wearing our brand, I can't even think how many years, but back to uh, some of our earlier days. Mm -hmm. So a lot of different celebrities started to notice the brand on him. Mm. And um, that's how we kind of would get more celebrities. Now, unfortunately, I would say, like, brands coming out, it is a lot harder to get your stuff on celebrities Mm -hmm. because the honesty of it is, is that, Social media celebrities have realized that they can get paid off mm-hmm. of social media. Yes. They are getting endorsed by bigger companies who wear products, who place these product placement on social media. Mm-hmm. So now you may get yourself to an artist, but there's no guarantee that the artist is going to wear it. Right. It's no guarantee that the artist right. is going to get photographed in it, or at least not for free. So the dynamics of social media definitely makes product placement a little harder. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily for us, honestly, some of the bigger celebrities that we have gotten stuff to, I mean, sometimes as a picture will pop up, and I'm surprised that the picture pops up, <laughs> but they really just like the brand, so they decide to wear the brand. And most of the celebrities that we honestly get stuff on, once they wear the brand, you know, the relationship is built from there, and then it's just follow-up of keeping them in the brand. Don't you just love when you get those pop-up things and say, oh, my God, this person, yeah. this person, this person. I love when that happens to me. I can't And live. for me, it's usually, it's usually a phone call in the middle of the night, like 3 a.m. Like, <laughs> oh, my God, guess who's wearing your shirt? <laughs> right, and it's even harder now, I mean, aside from, you know, the social media aspect, but people have um, exclusive agreements where they can't be photographed in anything Weird. else. Mm-hmm. So even Correct. if they really want to wear it, they can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so Tiffany, um, you have been able to, you know, get your items or, you know, get your clothing line in big brand branded stores, um, as well as your store. And, but you're doing some other cool things in business. And I want you to really tell our audience about the things that you're doing and how they actually, how it actually came about and, you know, why you're doing it. Okay. Um, well, currently I am working on a project, which is Belargo University. Mm-hmm. Belargo University is its one of our logos from our line. We used to do, probably I would say in about 2006, we came out with these sweatshirts, with the B and the, and the university. Mm-hmm. And people liked the style of it. So that's where the name Belargo University came from. Mm-hmm. But it's not a university as a sense of it's truly a school. But I like the name university because I am definitely schooling people on business <laughs> and what it takes to stay in business. Mm-hmm. Um, being a business owner and, you know, definitely as silly, I'm very accessible. I am very approachable. Mm-hmm. So I get a lot of people on a daily basis ask me, especially aspiring, you know, T-shirt designers, people trying to start clothing lines, and more recently just entrepreneurs in general. Mm-hmm. Different business questions. How did you get started? What should I do? What's the first thing that needs to be done? And unfortunately, with running my own business and running the running the brand and the boutique, it's like running two businesses in one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So with doing that, it's hard for me on an everyday basis, like a case-by-case scenario, to fully give 
you know, people the attention I would like to give to them. So I was sitting back thinking, and, and the more I would get asked, I'm like, let me just kind of do something to address this on a whole. And that's how Belargo University was born. So it will be different seminars, workshops, um, e-books, and things of that nature, you know, truly specifically to business. But it's not just a general seminar where for 30 minutes I'm going to give you, okay, I did this, 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 and we're done. It's going to be a step-by-step. So if you are somebody who, you know, you're thinking about a business, you don't know where to begin, it'll be something on the importance of the name. It'll be, of course, on, you know, how to set up your business. How do you know whether you want to be a sole proprietorship, corporation, which um, business formation is best for you, Uh, the importance of credit. Mm. Had I known now what I'd known then, I mean, had I known then what I know now, you know, credit is a big thing. When you're an entrepreneur starting out, until your business is successful, if you need funding, they're depending off of your personal mm-hmm. credit. They're I'm not glad, looking at your business I'm glad credit. you actually said that because our next segment that we are doing is going to be on, you know, building your credit for your business. So I'm glad you said that because that's definitely going to gear our audience into what our next segment uh, will be about. <laughs> um, we do have another caller. Yay. Okay. Let's see. <laughs> and also for anyone, if you want to ask any questions, you can give us a call here at the studio, 410-319-8888. So we have, let's see. We have Travis. Hi, Travis. You're on with the Maz and Tiffany Williams. Yes. How you Hi, doing? Travis. I love you. I love when y'all ladies come in and, and do the show for Omar. Oh, oh God. God. Say, that Omar again. Say that again, Travis. <laughs> I, I love when y'all ladies come in and do the show for Omar. <laughs> Thank I you. Just wanted to say, I was talking to an electrical engineer who graduated from Morgan, and I was talking to her about... Um, people making different things and we was having a conversation about you know entrepreneurship and how you know people with different degrees like can make mobile apps and different products and, and create different services for people so that people can you know start businesses and be able to hire people in a master's form to get people to work especially um ex-offenders and young black men and women that may have a record or some people that can't find jobs right now. Mm-hmm. But that's what my focus on, you know, focusing on people getting jobs mm-hmm. because that's going to be what's increased, you know, I believe, my opinion, the crime rate and different things because if people knew better, they'd do better. And if people only knew that they could do better, they would do better for themselves, you know. But a lot of people are hopeless. Right. But because they are hopeless, they figure, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that. But we need to really focus on people uh, being more uh, hopeful about their future and really trying to help people become entrepreneurs that can't uh, get a 8 to 4, 11 to 7, 7 to 3, 3 to 11 job. Mm-hmm. That is really important, Travis, and thank you for calling in and uh, speaking on that. I think that's one of the reasons um, and how impactful the work that Tiffany is actually doing with opening up um, you know, her university to help others learn about entrepreneurship. So thank you for calling in. Thank you, ladies, and look forward to the next time y'all come in. Okay. That, was really, that was really on my mind and really on the heart 
of the young ladies I was talking to that, you know, can we start, can we go buy warehouse space and create products that we can make in the African-American community and other communities buy it mm-hmm. and, and we get people jobs? Yep. Thank you, Travis. Thank you for calling in, Travis. So, Tiffany, yeah. uh, we, <laughs> we only have a few minutes left. Okay. And- <laughs> And I really want you, you know, one of the things that we like to do when we, um, you know, interview people and have people come on the show is really give first the one piece of advice that you would give to other individuals that are um, looking to join the entrepreneurship family. Because I I call it a family. And I think if we look at it as a family, then we can all help each other get to the next level Mm -hmm. um, and not be hoarders of information and resources. So what piece of advice or tool would you give other individuals that are looking to jump into entrepreneurship um, that can help them? Um, My main piece of advice is kind of a mantra that I live by, which is never give up. Mm -hmm. Entrepreneurship is, again, it's definitely something um, that you have to be built for. But it is something that is very attainable and possible. Um, I say never give up because you're going to have trials, you're going to have hardships. But if you are determined and you stick with it, you can be very successful. Um, it's not easy. Again, I come from a corporate corporate America. I have worked for over um, ten years prior to this. I work now three times harder mm. than I did when I had. Say that five. again, Tiffany. <laughs> might be five times harder than I did when I had a nine to five. But the difference is right then I'm working for something that I love. I'm working for me. So it, it, it's just a different type of labor. Um, so definitely never give up. You're going to have people that, you know, don't believe in you. They're going to tell you you're crazy. They're not going to be supportive. But it's your dream, and it's not meant for everyone to walk with you. Yes. Everybody is not going to understand, and that's, that's okay. Awesome. Um, you know what? And people still think I'm crazy. Yep. They, always think I'm, <laughs> they always think I'm crazy, and they so may be right, reasons. but it's okay. <laughs> so, Tiffany, we really enjoy interviewing you today, and we do appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your journey and all of the information, um, you know, to our audience. So can you please tell people how they can reach you? Yes, you guys can reach me um, on Instagram. I am Miss Belargo, M-S-B-E-L-L-A-R-G-O. I'm not going to bog you down with all of the other ads because as long as you make it to that page, you can find in my bio, it'll lead you everywhere else. All right. Thank you so well, much, Well, thank you, Tiffany. Thank you guys so much for having me. You are welcome. Ma, ma, Don't forget ma. to follow us on all of our social medias. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Periscope at My Entrepreneur, M-A-E Entrepreneur. And don't forget to go to our website for more information and happenings with the mind at www.myentrepreneur.com. And make sure you use the hashtag, hashtag A-S-K-M-A-E. A-S-K-M-A-E. Mom, mom, mommy.